Hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know, Hampton and I joke around about suicide a lot on this show because we've experienced a lot of suicidal thoughts in ourselves and talked to a lot of friends and family about suicide, so we're comfortable with it, and the way we deal with it is to joke around about it. Please don't think that we take it lightly. If you're feeling depressed, especially if you're feeling suicidal right now, please stop the podcast right away and call 1-800-273-TALK. They're incredible. They're always there 24 hours a day they can help there are other options besides suicide and i know that because you are loved by hampton hampton is in love with everyone How tired are you? I'm good. You're good? No, you said, let's just get in. And so I said, let's get in. Like fucking. (laughs) We literally are recording right now. Oh, shit. No. Okay. Hi, guys. (laughs) This is the official start. Yeah. Me and Dave were just talking about nothing. Welcome. We were talking about all the horrible things that happened in the news. Oh, boy. For about the last... 10 minutes it is you know i we, um, we kind of decided you know what maybe let's not dive right in first of all we're probably not going to talk about the specific events because we just don't want to go to that place also, right now time lapse this is it's like five weeks later five, probably yeah five 10 weeks, weeks maybe even but like we're recording this um uh, around like Right as the Harvey Weinstein stuff is mm. coming out, and just everyone is Vegas. coming up with their stories, and just after Vegas, Tom Petty, which we will have to retroactively <laughs> yeah. correct how I totally lambasted Tom Petty. But here's the crazy thing: a week later, he died. Yeah. Okay. No so one saw that coming. Episode two. We haven't decided yet, but this is episode five. So you may have listened to episode two and been like, "Holy shit, they really shat all over." Tom Petty in that episode <laughs> or there may be no mention of it at all because we re-recorded because in that episode he was alive when we recorded it yes and we made fun of him and we specifically made fun of how old he is whoops <laughs> that was my thing I literally we listened to the audio today I was like whoops yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a hard oops there but oh, I mean man. you know he couldn't have known and also like I mean everyone we likes him known. We, we, we in no way really disparage him well I you think, just talked I kinda, about I stand by my belief which is I think he was a little bit of an asshole like a bad guy in the sense that like he pushes for what he wants yeah and, and he and he would get it you know but I, actually in retrospect i was like oh he's very dry like he's just got a very like dry sense of humor you know that you just almost like can barely detect but is like really good yeah good sense of humor he, he is funny i mean he always was there was always a little tinge i think i'm a little of, slow at that yeah to a tinge of comedy to what he's doing he always like all of his songs sound like a wink to me like <laughs> that scene you in don't that know how video it where he's, feels he's the Shut mad up. hatter and that like it's almost like a gif of like that hat is huge and rises off of him and he's got the tiny head totally that, i mean that's funny, <laughs> funny. <laughs> fucking shit uh i stand by that 
So we're recording this now, uh, like in the like not long after Vegas and the Harvey Weinstein stuff came out. And you know what's interesting? I like uh, so many horrible things happen all the time, always, and I'm generally not someone who is. Uh, emotionally affected by it like I'm always like that yeah. sucks let's talk about it hmm. uh, but this time it is it's like weighing on me I'm noticing myself like stressed out and upset like just me too the world is just too much uh, I, I, I don't know man I, I think I am pulling a little bit away from just social media and I hate to be that guy of like I just can't even deal with it yeah but it's but almost like the it co- is depressing the it's constant reminder is. I mean, I wonder, like, is the world more fucked up than it was in the past, or is it just that we no, have constant reminders? Up, that's the fucked up thing. The world has never been better, <laughs> and, but we are the most attuned to it being right. awful. Like, it's like, dude, just imagine being around when Genghis Khan was around. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. Or, like, Attila the Hun, or, or, or some Stalin, shit like that. Hitler, like, even our, uh, our, our, like, version, like, they didn't even call it genocide. Like, it was like, I'm just going to go obliterate everyone over there. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll, and that was considered winning. Yeah, that was, (laughs) and then they were like, well, let's scale it down. What if it's just the Druids? (laughs) It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm a moderate dictator. Also, not long ago in American history, not long ago at all, we were so convinced (laughs) at our core as a society that we were going to get bombed with a nuclear weapon that kids were trained to hide under their desks at school. Like I was laughing about that so much the other day. Yeah, The dude. duck and cover, man. It's so funny. How dumb. How stupid. And also, like, what an insane, like, propaganda, like, to just even think to get away with. And I guess it did. Do you think people were actually, like, believing it at the time? I mean, yeah. Like, they did it. They all did it. Everyone Is it like did the it. same amount of people who think America's becoming great again? <laughs> no, I mean, like you my are not mother... the dumpster fire that's happening? My, mo- <laughs> my mother literally had to hide under her desk in, like, whatever it was. Oh, really? Elementary or middle school. Like, whole schools did it. It wasn't that's just, so like, funny. your crazy veteran... <laughs> chemistry teacher who was like everyone get under your desk it was like it was like yeah, part of bureaucracy what an insane <laughs> i mean i really love duck and cover i don't know there's it's something so about funny. it to me it's so funny yeah i don't know atomic fire coming <laughs> yeah. towards children and you're like put your hands get above up. your head crouch down real low and get down behind your four mica table make sure you put on your gas mask so you can get home <laughs> After <laughs> the blast, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a pretty terrifying fear. But I don't know. Maybe people didn't even address it at the time. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like we all are in this. I think back then too, there was a lot more of a sense of we're all in this together as a country. Like because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was still. You know, a little bit after World War II, where we had convinced ourselves that we all are cogs in this machine. <laughs> uh, We've lost that now. Now yeah, everyone's just like, like, fuck this place. Like, they were so, like, it's so the reverse of suicide that they wanted to survive so bad that they're like, I'm going to build a bomb shelter. That way, yeah. even if the nukes go on, like, me and my family can slowly eat each other <laughs> and be vaguely American for at least a couple more weeks. Oh, that's so funny. It's always that. We just want to keep being American as long <laughs> as keep possible. Being as absolutely American. Dude, you, let's start another, start another podcast. We'll call it Bomb Shelter Buddies. <laughs> um, and it'll be really I mean, sad. that trend really died off. 
bomb shelters? Yeah, no one gives a fuck anymore. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> You're stockpiling. Yeah, dude. I have an earthquake shelter <laughs> under my apartment. It's yeah. next to my car in the parking garage. <laughs> you know what dumb joke I wanted to do that I was teasing to you before we started this? Was I just think it'd be really funny if Logic uh, killed himself. Logic? <laughs> Who's Logic? Wait, Logic. The rapper Logic. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's the guy that does that big uh, don't want to kill yourself song. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you not be tapped I'm in? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I'm so unplugged. Upset. I'm, I'm so, upset so, get that so sorry. God dang it. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, Is dude. Dr. Evil? Fuck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, we should introduce our producer. Hell yeah. We have a producer, we have man. An, uh, uh, another producer. Uh, uh, Dustin's still big in our hearts. Yeah, Dustin Marshall. Yeah, no no disrespect. Creator very, of very Feral busy Audio. Guy. By the way, this is guy. Feral Audio. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're on. <laughs> Listen to f- us right now on Feral Audio. Uh, yeah, Dustin uh, produced the first few episodes. Um, we self-produced a couple of them. One of those was the Tom Petty one. Uh, <laughs> Dustin would never have let us get away with that. Uh, but Aristotle Acevedo is producing our podcast Yay. now. We used to produce my old podcast, Terrified. So, welcome. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have you, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, hey, one man. thing I can say, man, is if you kill yourself, you will be totally fucking us over. Yeah. <laughs> On this podcast, yeah, dude. We, st- <laughs> oh man, we st- we can't do the podcast anymore if you fucking kill yourself. So stay alive. I don't want to die. I can't believe you don't know this logic song. Ah uh, man, I'm just so not plugged into culture at you all. You know what? He's like blowing up with like the kids. Is he? <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but it's like but- it really is like this generation's like no no you know don't kill yourself anthem sort of thing. Wow. And uh, is it, it corny? Is he uh, like? No, a- he's he's really good. He's really good. So it's like it's his corny song, but he's a really good guy. He's oh, really okay. good at really good guy. He's a really good guy. <laughs> We've been in the studio <laughs> chopping up tracks all week. Anyway, yeah. How funny would it be if somebody who does a song about not killing themselves kills themselves? Man, that Good. would be funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. Surely you can see my point of view on this. No, I think that everyone can come together around the fact that that would be hilarious. <laughs> For a half second. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh my God. Actually, have you ever like... I um, love that you wouldn't be like, oh my God, first and later think it's funny. <laughs> you wouldn't admit well, okay, this You is watch the guy kill yourself and reference. you're like, see, this is ironic. When I was a kid, I was in high school and we were like in like a movie class or some shit where we got to watch movies, basically. It was a, cool, it was a great class. It was uh, cool. So it was in this big, uh, you know, the theater of the school. And this teacher walks in, and it's all dark, right? And it's mm-hmm. where there's like the orchestra pit and stuff. So she's walking, and I'm like with my friends. I'm like, oh man, if she falls, this would be the best thing ever. And bam! <laughs> like, <laughs> 
falls so hard and like hurts herself so bad. She's just like, oh, oh, because this old woman hurts herself. And I'm just like kind of cracking up, kind of feeling bad. But I'm like, oh, I can't deny that's that's just amazing that that happened. But I feel terrible. Oh, man. Oh, man. Was she okay? Yeah. I mean, she 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 died. She got <laughs> she killed herself from embarrassment. <laughs> she no, the fall hand- didn't kill her. She but couldn't handle it. She man. took pills later that nah, day. I th- she was fine. I, I don't think she ever got a broken bone. She just like bruised herself really. <laughs> well, okay, hard. then it is. And really she's an funny. old lady, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then that's really, really funny. Holy shit! Did dude. she have one of those "I've fallen and I can't get up" button? <laughs> it was that era. <laughs> we did have. I mean, what, one school I went to was like really religious, and we had nuns. Uh-huh. There and uh, a nun fell down and did say, "I've fallen and I can't get up." Oh come on! And all the kids made fun of her. <laughs> yeah, and didn't help her up. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's pretty brutal to a nun. Oh, just in general, everyone's awful in high school, man. <laughs> well, that, I was a kid. My my sister was older. It was weird. We, you know, <laughs> that's why she was in that school. I wouldn't have made fun of a nun. I was a kid. I was a baby. How old are you? When that happened, yeah, I was like literally like yeah, like five. And when the teacher you fell, know? you were in high school though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in high yeah. school. I laugh even when thinking about it. Oh, I'm laughing hearing the story. It makes me crack up. It's so that I funny. Prophetically made this <laughs> teacher fall down. It's. I think about that a lot with stand up. Like. Mm. I laugh so fucking hard when people fall down and hurt themselves. Like, so hard. I'll never write a joke as funny as that is to me. Yeah, you might be right. That's uh, You're making me almost sad. <laughs> is Don't kill yourself, we talk about man. what makes us want to kill ourselves? I will say, like, I will say, like we that's, definitely that's can't kill ourselves point. now because it would just be too on the nose, you know? Yeah, we definitely can't kill ourselves together. <laughs> yeah. What if we did? But uh, I get like, what you're saying. Like, sixth episode. About, like, <laughs> you see just bad stand-up killing, and you're just like... What was I even doing? I have. I was talking to someone the other day. Maybe it was you about how like I like sure I hate like really hacky bullshit stand up that isn't trying and is like playing into the like dumber side of people's sensibilities. But at this point in comedy, there's also a part of me that's like I w- I can't even do it. The problem yeah. for me is I watch I the jokes and they kill, mm-hmm. and then. If I had had the thought that that guy had that killed, it wouldn't even have occurred to me that it was funny. Like, yeah. so I literally can't, don't even have the skill to be like. No, you're making a very fair I, point, like, man. You're making a good point about art. It's almost like you don't, I don't know, you can't go down a route that you're not supposed to go down because right. it's like it wouldn't be natural otherwise you know it's like at the end of the day we have to be two depressed dudes who start a suicide podcast it's <laughs> <laughs> the only way we'll be viable right. you know comedy items man that's true man this I can't go up the there and be like marketable I'll be thing. fucking cause I'm bad at it <laughs> <laughs> well actually I'm a constant disappointment <laughs> to my girlfriend <laughs> honestly yes you can and that yeah, seems very yes, unbrand for can. you yeah, I'd like to have a brand. Is Cuck a brand? I feel yeah. like you have a brand. Cuck. Yelling Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you already know this, but I am so insanely tired. And that's <laughs> not... I'm so sorry. That's really not a... 
like a noteworthy thing to say, except like I'm so tired that I have a, like a splitting headache, and it's like it's weird, dude. It's like I'm not Should I talk softer. <laughs> yeah, that be what thank makes you. It, uh... That's why I brought it up. You want to lay down? We are in your bedroom. We are in my. Don't you I could a... lay down. Look at this dope ass. Do you want to cuddle while we do this one time? <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. I'm sorry, it's... your head hurts, man. Uh, tell me whenever you need to take a break and uh, oh. it, if you need water or an Advil or something. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, I care about you, man. That's You're, really nice. I'm, I'm mostly concerned about <laughs> your health. Aristotle's in severe pain, but I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> you, I care. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I care a lot about no, And I've been tired for like a few days, and it is I've making me... Tired. I do not have been tired. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, y'all ever fuck? I've been tired. Uh, <laughs> He's um, the tired guy. No, I bring it up because I've been like... I just have been constantly losing sleep and it's making me I'm having like I'm feeling uh, depression like I did like a year or two ago wow. because of it it's the worst that's you so common get sleep yeah <laughs> to it, get it's, sleep it's your nutrition it's your body it's, it's, it's your nutrition no, it's, <laughs> you gotta do push ups it's the only way to stave off the reaper <laughs> now, I get it what you're saying I mean like I just feel though there is something totally valid in like if you eat like shit for like a week, you feel a difference. Yeah. Like, I feel upset. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's just like your body's just like, Wah. yeah. Wah. Wah. It just doesn't have the resources. And, I mean, I only now realize that. You know, like now in life, like 33, that that was what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was right. like, why, why is my life out of chaos? You know, it's now. more specific, too. It's more like, why is this person such a dick? <laughs> and then you look back and you're like, I was hungry. <laughs> I used to always joke that uh, a girlfriend that was like my my two emotional states are hungry and tired. Uh Because huh. it's like if I'm either of those, it's I'm a completely different person oh yeah i'm man. a dick yeah i'm a real just like shut up we're everything done. is we're done stop talking everything makes me mad right <laughs> yeah. now everything makes me mad <laughs> so like, you're tired i mean you're putting up with my my shit you're kind of hungry i'm looking at you and i'm like i'm seeing right. a drumstick you want to <laughs> you want to eat me it's is like what de- you just yeah, said desert island scenario <laughs> i see a piece kinda of hungry pizza. i kind of want to eat you i want to eat you <laughs> you don't know this yet but hampton says that kind of a lot <laughs> to everybody every Every time he does a set, kind of hungry. I kind of nah, want to eat you is, guys. This is, <laughs> <laughs> it's me just trying to compete with you being tired. I don't, oh, have, I I, I don't have any affliction. Okay, to match. Well, good. I win. <laughs> I'm sadder than you. So, Dave, who are you bringing up as your uh, as your suicide this week? Uh, we're gonna do Sylvia Plath. Whoa, we're jumping ahead. Well, it's not. It's not. No. I always makes, thought she would be the denouement. Is my one? I had the mis misperception. I thought the same because. So if you haven't listened to previous episodes, uh, two episodes ago we did Nicholas Hughes, who is Sylvia Plath's son. And in shout that episode, out, shout out, and, yeah, what's up, Nick? Uh, you're my dude. Uh, and that episode and the last episode, we talked about how it would be Asia Wevel this week. But in researching her, it's sort of I sort of discovered that. In the trilogy of episodes, Sylvia would be the next logical person to talk about because Asia 
killed herself after Sylvia killed herself, and there's all this stuff that comes after Sylvia's death that doesn't really involve her. I like your pacing. Uh, I like hey. how you're. I like how you're attacking this with a real director's mind. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally in, man. I would love to hear this. I, yeah, I, this is my. <laughs> This is my Ken Burns uh, <laughs> Vietnam War, dude. <laughs> Sylvia Plath went to Vietnam. It was drafted and never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end of Stand By Me. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, I don't think this is right. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> Have these other ones been made up? Hey, guys, um, we're trying. We're, we're on a Wikipedia budget here. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Yeah, we're doing Sylvia Plath, so we'll uh, be back in a second with that. Just talking to the lead singer of No Effects on his phone. He, he, this is in me keeping with my theory <laughs> that you have really cool friends, <laughs> and yeah. you don't like to talk about it. But then you'll let something kind of slip. Well, I mean, you know, when someone's like, your friend, what? it's pretty weird to be like, "Hey, dude." <laughs> You're not going to believe who my friend is. <laughs> I just lay awake at night waiting for those texts. You yes. relay information. I Recently, mean, I made friends awesome. with Fat Mike. Yeah, I was just singing this music. That's why. We got some. St- we are working on a thing together that cool. will come out. Uh-huh. I can't tell you any more about it. All right. No, that's fair. Well, I can tell you, but I can't tell them <laughs> listening. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so, Dave, yeah. I would love it if you would spin me a tale. Okay. About Sylvia Plath. Look at all the fucking notes I took, dude. Dude, you went you went into this. And I like that we took a little break because I tell you, I'm doing a deep dive on the 9-11 terrorists. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and it's getting real interesting. <laughs> um, uh, not a lot of people know this. Tom Petty was one of them. <laughs> and the waiting is died. the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> um, free. <laughs> what? Free falling. How dare you? <laughs> Come How on. dare you? I can't say free falling. How dare you? Because the He's a national fell. treasure. <laughs> Even though I made fun of him most specifically. On, I love that on what that you're mad about is that I'm making fun of Tom Petty. Not that I made a free-falling joke about 3,000 people dying Dave, this in is 2001. This is too much, my friend. <laughs> don't bring up you Petty. You are crossing the lines. You're Dennis Leary you right don't now. don't know how it feels. To he, be dead. Anyway, I, I feel I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for making fun of him. I know. Well, now I've made honestly. So I feel many worse about jokes. him. I feel worse about him than nine eleven. If I were to really contextualize it right now, I actually w- knew this about you. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean that. Go on. Sorry. All right. So, our subject this week is Tom Petty. Um, <laughs> Sylvia Plath, uh, there's so much to talk about with her um, suicide and her personal history. I'm not going to really get into who she was. I, <laughs> because, like... Wait, I know nothing. No, I'm going to say a little bit, but just okay. so... Uh, just, it's, it'll be the littlest bit of context. She was a poet and a fiction writer who uh, achieved, like, 
fame as a poet and fiction writer posthumously but she was doing she did well during her life she went to smith college and then also at some point in college i think when she was a junior uh during the summer she was hired as guest editor as mademoiselle at mademoiselle magazine and lived in new york for the summer Um, so like she was doing well mademoiselle become l magazine i think it's still mademoiselle i think that's still a magazine oh okay yeah I'm I pretty, know nothing. Yeah. I'm stupid. Hey, that's okay, <laughs> okay man. Okay. Sylvia Plath, two episodes ago, we did Nicholas Hughes. She was his mother. Um, so, okay. Sylvia Plath, on February 11th, 1963, she put her head in an oven to kill herself. That's how she died. That sucks. <laughs> it's so crazy. And... Uh, she she had two kids at the time. One was nine months old. One was two. Was that? Nicholas was nine months old. Ooh, I'm even forgetting the daughter's name. Man, now. I already like personified him so much. Now to hear that he was nine years old when his nine months, died. nine months. Oh, old. nine months. Oh, okay, so he basically didn't remember. It. Yeah, okay. Okay. totally. But um, hmm. she she killed herself in the kitchen, and she used towels and duct tape to seal off that room from her children, so the gas wouldn't get out. Awesome nice and That's then yeah, she also left food and water out food and drinks out so <laughs> like her kids cats. <laughs> yeah as if her kids would find her dead body and be like we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> mom where's ba- where's pizza bagels quit being a bitch in the oven and make us pizza bagels mom get out of the oven and make dinner That's yeah. awful dude yeah. That- <laughs> it's awful yeah I mean wow so did her kids find her no okay so <laughs> i'm sorry to deep uh, no 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 deep dive I, in please her kids did not find her the uh the person who found her so the person who found her was her live-in nurse but hmm. so she'd been depressed her entire life uh especially since college is when it like really showed up for the first time and she'd been battling with it ever since and she had a mm. uh, general practice doctor who knew about her depression who like so she she in early 1963 she told her doctor that her depression had gotten worse it had been going on for 7 months she had insomnia she had to take sleeping pills to sleep she lost all this weight um the doctor his name was Dr. Horder prescribed her an antidepressant but he was still worried about her so he visited her every day and when he visited her would like try to convince her to admit herself to a hospital right. and then she wouldn't admit herself to a hospital so he got her a live-in nurse and the first day that the live-in nurse got there she found Sylvia Plath dead <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah so now the first day of work is always hard <laughs> <laughs> oh, your boss is such a total asshole. You know, she, she kills herself uh, every time. That's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, man. That's such a great first day of work. I, I know. Also, it was her first job. First uh, job ever. <laughs> she was 17. She was a virgin also. <laughs> She'd never seen anybody or talked to anybody. Her parents her were like, life. you have to work. Um, <laughs> you're a junior in high school now. Um, yeah, dude. So that's how she was found. She... Oof. All right. I don't really know, even know where to go. There's just so much. So, okay. Give just, some backstory. Who is Sylvia Plath? Yeah, I'm going to let's talk about her as a depressed person. She was once quoted as saying that her depression um is like, quote, 
owl's talons clenching my heart. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we talked about this in the Nicholas Hughes episode. Like, these are poets. Uh-huh. And so they're intelligent people and they're artistic people and they are very dramatic people. <laughs> and you're going to, like, she has. She, this woman was going to kill herself, for sure. Yeah. She was good. I don't want to say destined to. That's not fair. But, like, all of these things happen. Like I said, in the uh, one of the summers she was in college. Wait, um, is she, like, final destination? Like, she has to kill herself? It's just, like, she <laughs> just tried so many times. Oh, really? She tried she so... Had multiple attempts? Yeah. I don't know if anybody we've talked about yet... Has had multiple attempts. Multiple attempts. Yeah. That's a very clear sign, you know? So, I mean, though, for, there's, like... To be fair, it's, like, the most obvious sign, but... She's I mean, trying to kill yourself? Yeah. That you want to die? Yeah. It's like, maybe take that person seriously. But even, there's all this discussion about whether she was actually suicidal. Because people think that, some people think that they were all cries for help. Mm-hmm. All of them. Even the last time she killed herself. Because she left a note that said, call Dr. Hoarder with her phone number, with his phone number on it. And the day um, that she killed herself, she asked her downstairs neighbor when he would be leaving. And she killed herself around that time. So they're thinking that, like, she did it as a cry for help. And then he would find her and immediately call the doctor. Yeah. But she also, like, taped off her kids. And yeah, I would... She I took would, it seriously. My guess is that Call Dr. Hoarder was a note to herself from, like, a week before. Call him because you're <laughs> fucking depressed, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it could have been, right? But the doctor wow, himself said... you're cracking said, this case. Dude, I'm Wait, a sleuth. What if she was murdered? <laughs> By Dr. Hoarder. What if I was murdered? <laughs> what if Elliot Smith killed her? <laughs> um, the doctor thinks it was a purposeful suicide, too. Um... Yeah, because he's in on it. So, and I was just talking about the... Exactly, man. <laughs> Follow the money. I spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> um, that Mademoiselle magazine thing was sort of like where her depression started, because it in some way didn't go the way that she wanted. It was like, I probably, I would imagine, hard. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and so... So that was like an editorial job or like a, what kind of job was that with Mademoiselle? It was, she was a guest editor. So I guess she had been a writer like for the college paper. Yeah. I think she edited it's that. because editing in the creative field, I feel is like one of the most like stifled, you know? It's, yeah. It's where you have to be this administrative job. And it's like, she didn't get that job. She's always been this like insanely talented poet. Right. Which is like the most, you know, like, that's who knows if that's going to pan out. That's interesting. I couldn't find anything written about what drove her crazy then. And I, I that's a good guess, man. It's probably, I mean, because yeah. I felt that, that way where sometimes with my own career where I'm like, wow, like I could do nothing else. Yeah. And that is so incredibly frightening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you're like, yeah, I would I'd like to make money. <laughs> right. I'd like to be impressive on some level. And who knows if comedy is ever going to, you know, pan out. Is Or, you know, it's just a, one artistic field. I don't know. I well, just there's feel also like this she thing might where, like, have felt that. I know? feel like anyone who's in a creative field has the experience of getting a job that is almost what they want to do. And there's this weird thing where, like, yeah. I feel like the closer you get to what your dream is without actually doing the thing that is your dream, the more uh, infuriating it is. Like, 
Mattinger Bretson, who is a mutual friend of ours, yeah. he he wrote for like a gossip blog when he was young in comedy. Whoa. And he was like, I fucking hate was it. Was he so Gossip much. Girl? Uh, no. <laughs> that's incredible. I don't know if I can say this. He ghost wrote for Perez Hilton. Whoa. Uh, yeah. That's about the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he it would drive him insane. And, and he was like, I think I, it's weird, man. It's writing, but I wish I were just like stacking boxes. And it's true. Yeah. Like, it's He wanted to write comedy, he got to write. But it 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 wasn't there, yeah, dude. And so it drives you even more insane. There's a poem, but I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's honestly about like uh, racial injustice. But it's uh, a dream deferred, and I think one way you could kind of interpret it is just like it's like what do you do like with the yeah. dream that kind of goes. Op, you know, just side of it. That's probably not what the poem was about, but it just made me think about that when I read it. You know. Anyway, right. I'm sure Sylvia Plath is <laughs> a far better poet. Do you have any of her works? I was just thinking about that. You have um, any works around? Yeah, I do. I do want to read something, but I just want to finish this Mademoiselle thing because it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So she. She was obsessed with Dylan Thomas, apparently, and you oh, know yeah, who Dylan yeah. Thomas is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like Rage Against the Dying of the Light, right? That's isn't that him? I wouldn't know the name, but that's uh, yeah. I believe I, that's Dylan I Thomas. Um, and so she was obsessed with him, and her boss at Mademoiselle had a meeting with him, and she wasn't included in the meeting and she was like furious and then she went to dylan's hotel and this bar he would hang out at hoping to run into him and didn't get to meet him and then a few weeks after that she took a knife and slashed her legs a bunch to see if she had the courage to kill herself oh my god (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah do you think at the time like because music was probably still pretty stupid (laughs) like sure you know like any sort of live performance Former, it's almost like I'm obsessed with this musician, you know. Like, I honestly was thinking about how, like, this is a dumb thought, but it's, isn't it funny that like every song had to at one point come out and be like subject to like the charts? Oh yeah, because it's like this. I looked up the song. How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a number one song in America for like nine weeks. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Was how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> it's like, what was going through the fucking consciousness of the people at the time? <laughs> I mean, whoa, so we're, wait, we're guilty it, of who let the dogs out, but I don't know if it's the same. So you're saying, what are you saying about Sylvia Plath? Well, that, that, that music was dumb. Like it wasn't respectable at the time. I think just at the time you could very well be like obsessed with a poet. Oh, right. Like where you're just like a poet is like the biggest thing. That's your hero. It's not even a job profession now. Right. No, not at all. You have to go only perform at colleges. Oh, that's true. That's your job now. That's interesting. But it used to be a reasonable field of work. The void, (laughs) the void of like that type of emotive music was filled by poetry. That's Mm -hmm. so true. Yeah. It's I mean, so dramatic yeah. and so desperate and so like at so many points. Eventually, those people picked up the keyboard, and then okay, so not long <laughs> after guitar. that, like <laughs> seeing if she had the courage to kill herself. Uh, so August twenty fourth, nineteen fifty three. She was like 
so fucked up over everything that's happening to her in college that she went to her mom's house, uh, got her mom's sleeping pills, crawled under the house, and just took a shitload of them and tried to die. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, and that's sad. She didn't get found for three days. Uh, for three days, she was down there just... Fucked up on just sleeping pills. Chilling. And she just, <laughs> just hanging out. Chilling the and, fuck um, out. later she That's was awful. She, this is a quote of hers about that time. She said she will she uh quote, blissfully succumbed to the whirling blackness that I honestly believed was internal oblivion. So at that point you're like, you're a hundred percent gonna kill yourself. Yeah. At some point. Totally. We almost can't even stop it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people didn't have the resources back then. What? What? Uh, she went through what, so many. What time things, period is this? That happened in 1953. What I just said. 53. After that, she was oh, wow. she was institutionalized. She was given uh, electroshock therapy, which she had already been given in her life before for depression. Huh. Uh, and then she was giving this given this thing called uh, insulin shock treatment. Uh, like she's a very depressed person, very depressed, but also receiving like high level of medical treatment that's who knows at that time i mean that almost sounds like scary yeah that kind of medical treatment doesn't sound like it's normal effective you know or like shock treatment (laughs) it certainly doesn't sound good for you uh (laughs) at all i think that makes you more crazy yeah well it's like i think we're you for a bit i think we're still really figuring out the brain so i'm almost gonna say like anything before 10 years ago was monstrous (laughs) (laughs) i mean whatever we were approaching the human psyche before then those videos of shock treatment are just so they're so crazy they oh no those are those are so frightening man yeah uh have you ever seen lobotomy footage no that's a hard one holy shit (laughs) where do you find lobotomy footage look up google (laughs) youtube lobotomy footage it's where they 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 put the spike up your nose and just like smash your brain real quick god damn yeah, I mean, you know, a part of me is always like there, but for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> like you would do it, is what you're saying? Uh, doesn't a party you want to just separate from your brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. See, I got, I got Dave. <laughs> yeah, that I was an easy him. sell. I knew it. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> lobotomy buddies. <laughs> I lobotomize you, you lobotomize me, man. I mean, that sounds though like literally like the kind of treatment she would have been getting at that time. Right. I think they were still doing lobotomies like pretty regularly, you know, at yeah. that at that time period. That's interesting. Like maybe that would have been the next step. It's almost like you don't want to admit, you know, how how fucked up your brain is. I mean, you don't because then you're going to go that route. I mean, that's that's one of the toughest things about seeking help with mental illness, of which we both have oh, some. Dude. Yeah, like the level of shame, sh- all the shame. Like I still have it every time I find out about a new thing that I need to address. I don't address it for like two years because it's like your foot is bleeding and you're just like, I'll deal with that later. It'll be fine. It'll be fine if I rub it in dirt and mud. It's not bleeding. Look at everyone else's feet. They're not bleeding. So clearly my foot isn't bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. We just keep going to work. Yeah. Yeah. She also tried to kill herself in 1962. She drove her car off the road into a river. Oh my God. When the cops found her, she was like, I was trying to kill myself. <laughs> ah, you crazy dames! Ah, you crazy dames! I'm shopping too hard. Eh? Want to kill yourself? Eh? She's like, no. Go, go home. Go. I I tried to kill myself. Holy sure crap. you did. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll ask your husband what you were trying to do. Oh yeah. my lord. Yeah, man. So they just sent you home back then. 
I assume. I really don't think there there was much more delicate, you know. <laughs> it's weird understanding than that at the time. This this is the point where her husband I mean her husband has been in the story but this is the point where it like really becomes sort of complicated gotcha uh, because in June of 1962 he strikes he, me as a husband not to interrupt he strikes me as a husband that's really not there no <laughs> really oh, just letting his wife be insane his name is Ted Hughes learn lose her life you know yes his name is Ted Hughes and we're gonna talk a lot about him in the Osseo Webel episode because cool. he like oh dude I love how you're teasing this trilogy dude dude <laughs> you've really you've really outdone yourself with this trilogy hey thanks man I think I'm gonna quit stand up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean this is my this is my um this is my Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> That's Whoa. what. I, look, nice, man, I'm nice. tired. Um, yeah, no, he was. I think he was an awful person. So, okay, in June of 1962, she tried to kill herself. In July of 1962, she found out that Ted Hughes was cheating on her with Osseo Wevel. Um, Whoa! And in January of 1962, Nicholas Hughes had been born. <laughs> yeah I mean how do you not cheat dude no, just, that's, where wow. the that's where the conversation goes Jesus that's awful man yeah it's uh it's well, crazy so I, he, he's kind of responsible it begs the question that like there was probably some shit going on before that made her want to kill herself in, <laughs> Ju- in June of 1962 also, you have this wife who's like trying to kill herself multiple times you're like now's the best time to conduct an affair yeah totally <laughs> after our child has just been born Dude, now is the perfect time to really fuck with her. <laughs> Check this out. So, I know I've been playing around before. Um, if you read a lot of stuff, they separated in September of that year, and there's a lot of stuff you read that says like they just cut off contact, but that's not true. Uh, after that, he was like with Asia a lot. She had also sort of like separated from her husband. Uh, but the whole time, all the way leading up to when Sylvia Plath killed herself, Ted Hughes was going back to visit her and hang out with her and see the kids. And they were talking a lot about getting back together. Mm-hmm. And there was all this, like, she, she, that part of her life, she was insanely prolific and wrote all this poetry, wow. probably because her life was so fucked up. And Ted kept coming back and they would reunite and then he would, like, disappear. They went on this trip to try to get back together in October and then he left three days early. And uh, not only was he going back Whoa. to see her, his wife he separated from, and living with Asia, who he cheated on Sylvia with. During that time, he also had another mistress <laughs> named uh, Susan Alliston. And this is so crazy, dude. The, the day that uh, Sylvia died, Ted took Susan Alliston to um, a friend's apartment in Rugby Street, Holborn. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and uh, And it was the place where he had first had sex with Sylvia Plath and where they spent their wedding night. <laughs> That's a spot. Yeah, dude. How are you going to blame it? How are you going to blame a pimp? How are you going to blame a pimp for having his, his spot? I mean, that's his move. Yeah. <laughs> that's his move, dude. This guy sounds Wait, like so on a the piece day of she, shit. I mean, do you think she knew that he was doing that and that she's just like you know what? Fuck I'm it. out. I'm out. Like, I don't know. Out. It doesn't seem like she knew that, but 
I, don't I mean, know. I don't know, man. That's a fucking insane, dude. It's that crazy. Guy's a real jerk. He's a real bad person. Guys, treat women better. I mean, can we stop for a moment and say that? I would like to say on this podcast that we don't have to stop. But <laughs> that's true. Let's Why do we gotta stop for every woman? <laughs> no, just joking. no. Seriously, but, men uh, treat women better. You're no, being that, awful. I mean, like I don't know, man. He he really seemed to be like messing with her emotions. Oh yeah, and, and it's just a very callous way. You should, you know, you shouldn't be doing that with somebody. No. I hate to reprimand somebody in the 1950s <laughs> for their behavior. Hey, guys, also, don't be madmen. <laughs> hey, guys, also, don't drink gin and be disrespectful. Just don't um, constantly manipulate people in your life who you claim to love or ever manipulate them. That seems them. like what happened with this. That seems exactly like it's I what mean, happened. I she, mean, she has her own, you know, depression, which is not being addressed, and then you have this... this but there was a real this problem. This lover who's, who's just the gasoline on the fire. And again, know? she's a, like a dramatic person who, like, probably, it seems like really attaches herself to people and things, so she probably had this, like, massive, epic, romantic love for him and wanted it to be <laughs> real. That's what it seems like. Is that us being like, man, like, uh, she must have loved that dude. No, no. <laughs> No, and I hope I, my girl kills herself for me. Oh man. my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, only way. <laughs> I mean, I know why you're saying that, but no, I think from reading about her that that's that's just what these people seem like, like yeah. dramatic people. And yeah, also, no, that's true with every also, poet that we've looked into. They're very dramatic, and she's really yeah, no, really, and she is like keeping herself around this dude who like, I mean, she found out that he was cheating on her, mm-hmm. but. It must have been shitty leading up to that. This guy is literally... I mean, this guy is like the epitome of the dudes being a piece of shit now that we're talking about. This dude would wear a shirt that would say, keep calm and chive on. Exactly. (laughs) He's a chive, bro. And she's just like being a normal person, being like, why don't you hang out with me and the kids more? And he's like, I'm out of here, you bitch. Fuck no! Yeah. Fuck no! Yeah, fuck this guy. uh... (laughs) Volcom. Apparently, during that period of time, like company, the six or and it's funny. Like if you look at the timeline, she went to see her doctor and said she'd been depressed for six or seven months, and that uh, and that six or seven months started. Well, well, seems like you got a case of the the blues. Oh, my husband cheated on me. You're just sad. You got you're hysterical. Let's give you a lobotomy. Yeah, you're like you know what? Maybe I'm not that sad, but I'll just leave the office. Just saying that my husband of my two children is cheating on me and will not leave me alone when did that voice die out hey hey, what's going on there were people that talked like that oh yeah at some point yeah yeah where are they now they all run fox news now i don't know i guess (laughs) i wanted to build some massive conspiracy Hey, buddy, I run Fox News and I'm a racist. Hey, you know what? Maybe the Ku Klux Klan has some good ideas. I don't know. Let's hear them out. Hey, 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 see? Charlottesville was just people gathering. (laughs) It was just a peaceful protest. What's wrong with tiki torches? (laughs) Seems like a fun luau. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's... This woman was uh, tormented by this guy. <laughs> she yeah. was just tormented by this guy. We no talked kidding. about this sort of at the beginning of the episode, what people are talking about here now. I think it's important to say, like, 
don't do that i mean like yeah obviously don't do it but it's obvious it's not obvious to a lot of men it seems like i would say as a self-help thing also just manage your own feelings to a level that you're not inflicting it on other people yeah you don't know? put I them mean, on others that's really like get get your shit together you know yeah there's a thing that i think men especially do where like someone gets upset with them well, everyone does this. Everyone does this, but I think that men tend to do this in relationships in a big way. Just from seeing how my friends over the years have talked about their relationships and seeing it in movies and shit, like their girlfriend gets mad at them and they're like and in getting mad at them they say something and then they're like, "Well, fuck you for doing this to me. Fuck you for doing this to me as a thing men think and say about women all the time. And uh, <laughs> How could you do this now oh, yeah. when I have all my huge plans to be manager of Papa John's? Yeah. How could you throw this monkey wrench in, in my life? I think my favorite one is like, you're going to say this to me in my house? No, I, I, I've, I've seen... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. Landowner. <laughs> That's yeah. a cool dude. This is my house. No, I know. I, I think I've felt that twinge when it's like, like you're, you know, yeah. And you're almost like, how could you do this now? When I, I'm clearly yeah. working towards right. my grand plan, you know. But it's like, who, who the fuck am I? And, you know, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, right? Doesn't matter. You know, you can always be respectful of you know people's feelings. There's also just a thing where like. You love this person, right? Oh, come on, Dave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I fi- and I'm a victim of this all the time. I get like really wound up and shit, and I'm like, well, uh, why is this? What? Why is my relationship currently difficult? You know what I mean? <laughs> what is what is being done that is making yeah. that happen? And, and like, the thing that can really solve that is thinking. Uh, like, oh, well, uh, how can I feel compassion for this other person? How can I love them? How can I be there for them right now? You know what I mean? Dude, you're like becoming a Christian right now. <laughs> I'm becoming a I'm telling Buddhist. you right now, you're Thank finding you the path. <laughs> and you've accepted the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that the creepiest part about religion where they're like, There's, it's three parts. <laughs> yeah. He has three souls. It's confusing. And you're like, no wait, reason. so it's three separate people? No. Anyway, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Read this book. It doesn't yeah. say anything about Join this. Join my cult for five years, <laughs> then you'll understand it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to stop you from uh, getting... Yeah, but we should read her poetry. You were saying. Yeah, I want to respect her, what, what she's done. I agree. Because, I mean, like, I'm honestly a little bit of a novice, but it sounded like what you, you pulled up was pretty interesting. She's great. The bell jar is great. There's another funny thing, man. She killed herself in February of 63. The bell jar came out in January of 63. Wait, like, right after her book came out? She killed herself right after her book came out. Yeah. Was it not well received? <laughs> I couldn't find much about that. Were the Yelp that. reviews that bad? Was the Amazon <laughs> reviews that that poor? That's, I mean, I, I, you know, creatively, I can't help but be like, she probably felt a little like, here you know, things all, didn't go to plan. I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I mean, it, I, she did get, the bell jar did get big after her death. Whether it would have man, without her dying. Cobain, man. She's, she, it might have still gotten big. It's great. You know? Yeah. Uh, 
But here's some, so everything that I just said with Ted Hughes had happened, right? Uh, the Bell Jar came out in January, which was her only novel. Um, she wrote all this poetry during that time. Also, the winter that year was so cold that the pipes froze, and she was like losing her mind in the cold. Oh my God. Which, and the winter apparently is what really sparked her depression. Here's another that, thing. That is something to mention. Seasonal depression. Totally. It's totally real. It's real. People if you're not do, seeing the sun, there's more suicide in Seattle and Portland. <laughs> there just is. Uh, I don't know what you want, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> is that how I said that? <laughs> it just is. <laughs> Hampton. I, I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> sorry. Hampton, no, you, know, okay. you keep saying there's less suicide in Portland. <laughs> um, and so, it, baby, I hear the blues are coming. That's how Fraser kills himself. Oh, I remember why I said Sylvia Plath is a is a dramatic person uh, because her dad uh, Otto Plath, uh, which is the oldest old name wow. I've ever heard. Jesus. Yeah, hi, I'm Otto. Otto. Uh, he was uh, he was a scientist. When she was nine, he got gangrene and wouldn't get it treated, and he died. And she <laughs> said that she always considered that as suicide, and that he did it to purposely abandon her. Suicide by science! <laughs> I'm getting gangrene! The worst way to die! <laughs> like, like, I mean, come on, Sylvia. I don't think she... Uh, I, I, mean, think he, I, I think he's defiant. <laughs> I don't think he's like, here we go! Gangrene! <laughs> the worst way to die! Yeah, man. And Isn't like, that just like you're infected like it's your body is just inflamed and seizing up and yeah they like have to cut your leg off yeah it's not fun and he just wouldn't cut whatever off probably (laughs) which i think is a pretty hard decision to make and she was like this is about me his dick got (laughs) infected maybe it was his dick i mean would you cut off your dick yeah dude Okay. <laughs> Not even if it's infected, would you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. just wanted to check in. Me too. Yeah. I'm I'll so cut not my a- dick off if I'm really tired. I'm not a tired. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Here's the last thing. In March of 63, Ossia Wevel got an abortion. And, uh... Ooh, no. Yeah. And that is against the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and the law. And the law. Uh, she was a criminal. Yeah, and people think that Sylvia knew about the pregnancy. Probably. Dude, I bet she was pretty, like, just in, a in the of, know of what's going on. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah, that's what's driving you crazy, you know? Yeah. Man, and then, that dude. There's that other thing that happens where, like, in situations like that, it's almost not the cheating that's the worst part. It's the people that are, it's them gaslighting you. It's them being like, what's wrong? There's no problem. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then you drive yourself crazy. Yeah, I've been there, man. <laughs> uh, dude, you're so battered. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. Hey, I'll be okay. <laughs> I don't want to die today. I am going to look up some of her. In fairness, I didn't have all of her um, uh, poetry. Uh, I don't have it handy. So while I'm looking it up, I'm going to tell you this fun fact. Mm-hmm. After her death... Um, she uh her she was buried in this um in this graveyard and Ted Hughes since he was her husband like managed everything about her and he like picked the quote that was on her gravestone dude <laughs> let her die no shit Jeez. and her gravestone said Sylvia Plath Hughes <laughs> <laughs> 
and like getting it last licks in man. on a weekly last basis last on like a weekly basis someone would break into the cemetery and just like chip hues off of the cool uh, yeah wow and it happened so often that regularly he would come take the defaced gravestone and remove it and get a new one made in the meantime and all these people were like stop taking her gravestone don't take down that statue <laughs> yeah exactly she's a hero that's so funny man that's like the first Yaz queening like they're like fuck this dude who murdered her basically with his shitty emotional behavior yeah, I mean that's pretty I, cool I think it's so cool that people did that yeah so did that just that uh, like go until like now it's just Sylvia Plath he's like, dead now I think now it's just Sylvia now. Plath yeah <laughs> they chipped him fuck um, yeah how'd he die hopefully cancer yeah consumption I guess at the well, time. no we talked about it last time I think it was I think it was cancer that he died of hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah this ain't dude. a cancer friendly podcast <laughs> we only care about suicide and people affected by it Okay, so this poem is called Sheep in Fog, was written two weeks before she died. Uh, do you want to read it, Hampton, or should I? No fucking way. <laughs> Did you say? You literally, beforehand, you were prepping me. Is this the no, one? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, maybe then. Where is the other one? Oh, yeah. So there's this poem. <laughs> she drops the n-word in one poem and we're like that is insane and i, I don't it, know the context it was the poem i was directed to most because like during that period of time leading up to her death where she was really really prolific she wrote all this poetry and she collected the, them into this um sort of volume of works called ariel and other poems mm-hmm. and so ariel is supposed to be a great poem and i looked it up and i read ariel and Ten lines in is just the N word. It's just the beginning of the line, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay." Well, moving on, you know. I'm not gonna read that one. Yeah, this one's problematic. History is problematic. And every everything about point. it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. This is sheep in fog. The hills step off into whiteness. People are stars. Regard me sadly. I disappoint them. The train leaves a line of breath. Oh, slow, horse the color of rust, hooves, uh, dolorous bells. All morning, the morning has been blackening, a flower left out. My bones hold a stillness, the far fields melt my heart. <clears throat> they threaten to let me through to a heaven, starless and fatherless, a dark water. Oh my God, those are the lyrics to Owl City's uh, Fireflies. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> I, Ten million fireflies. They I want that to be get. true so bad. This sounds like such like emo lyrics. Oh yeah. The hills step off into whiteness. <laughs> People or stars regard me sadly. I disappoint them. I disappoint them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this is like seriously like Lincoln Park lyrics. The train leaves. That used to be your job. You just write Lincoln Park lyrics. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) that was enough of a job. Apparently, though, I mean that was good. It was decent. That was okay. I don't like a lot of poetry. I'll be honest. So the last line of that, they threatened to let me through to a heavenless, starless, and fatherless, a dark water. Apparently, the original line was. Patriarchs till now immobile in heavenly wools row off as stones or clouds with the faces of babies. 
<laughs> and then a week or two later, she wrote, "Oh wow!" To let me through to a heaven, starless and fatherless, a dark water. Yeah, what up with that? So maybe she was gonna kill herself soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the only thing you can really take away from that. Yeah, or at the very least, she was feeling very intense. Yeah, almost surely. I mean, yeah, she seems to like be just a creative person who like really felt the world like really intensely. Yeah. Boy, if she had like been a musician, she would have been ahead of her time. You know what I mean? It's I feel because you're saying like her career was very like posthumous basically, you know? It's like she never really got to enjoy any success. I feel like that's a common trope with poetry. It's like you're just like I'm throwing my creativity into the world like Yeah. I don't know. And, and, you know, like, who's to say, like, someone who's, like, almost like, <laughs> I don't want to say Selena Gomez, but let's just say, like, someone who's, like, a young, you know, musician. I don't know. If they never got to really express themselves with music, you know, where would they put that, uh, that, that emotion? It's true. Probably kill them in the end. That's true. Dude, it's interesting. Like, Connor so- Oberst would have killed himself by now. <laughs> If they didn't have, like, a release, like, a way to yeah. give it to people. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, because poetry, is like it feels like no one really was a fan. It's su- I mean, uh, more so than stand-up. It's such a small, niche, yeah. you know, market thing, you know? Right. You would have gotten no approval for your art. Yeah, I mean, knowing the 50s and 60s, there probably weren't a... It wasn't, like the most acceptable thing to be into poetry <laughs> and depressing poetry depressing too. poetry depressing poetry post-war and we're in like the, yeah a lot of guys just died <laughs> in the war maybe you don't want to also depress I mean, us lincoln park sylvia plath we probably haven't at all we i mean we haven't at all talked about how i mean i can't imagine what it was like to be a woman in poetry <laughs> that's a very fair point like i to this day can't even imagine how 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 hard I, I mean right that, now that mean virtu- it's difficult to be a woman is in that me virtue comedy. signaling as I, I don't know but it's hard it's hard now to be a woman in entertainment and it's True. very 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 hard and there's like men come at you in every way Dude. and on top of it being just regular hard for everyone so poetry Everyone hates it. They're like, <laughs> you know what's the worst is slam poetry. Yeah, arguably the worst form of poetry. I, In your face, Dave Ross, oppressor. Don't you look at me with those eyes? White lies <laughs> in, in wow. my mind. You're breaking pretty, me down, breaking my spine. You're pretty good at slam Hell poetry, yeah, dude. man. I'm like, I'm ruining you right Can now. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I am taking away all your power. Can you slam poetry? The she, this poem, Sheep and Fog, by Sylvia. I'll do one little line because I think that would be too much. Disrespectful. (laughs) The hills step off into whiteness. People are stars. Regard me sadly. I disappoint them. (laughs) Come with it now. I had the same thought. I mean, that's basically what the vibe I get from Slam Poetry. Man. Uh, she's interesting, man. Very interesting. I really, and I guess her 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 depression also kind of. I don't know if it's inescapable for the family, but we see it play out. You know, it's like her depression plays out through her children, yeah, and and her life. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just so funny to see kind of the ripple effect 
throughout her her sphere, you know. I wonder too if like it seems from reading about them that Ted Hughes was kind of like a rock star in the poetry world. Really? Yeah, like I've never heard of him. Me neither. Well, but like there are a lot of comedians that are big now that no one will hear of 40 years from now. <laughs> uh, Let's name some names. Anthony Jesselnick, Pete Holmes, yeah, yeah. Matt Bronger. I don't know. Matt All Bronger. our friends. We That's just call so out our funny. friends. Kyle Kinane. Um, um, Jake Weissman. <laughs> hey, don't do a real one. <laughs> oh, hey, come on. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, yeah, well, and I just like, yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. Like that life where like the world thinks what you do is like weak and bullshit. And also they think your whole gender is. Um, yeah. I mean, th- I mean, it's also the probably back then, especially oppression, you know, it is oppression. And back then, Ted Hughes fucking around on her and like gaslighting her. <laughs> probably everyone was fine with it it was like oh yeah yeah i mean like i don't even think like marital rape was on the books till like yeah fucking the 60s or something like i don't know you know what i mean like it's like of course he he was a bad dude and he really had like you know free reign to just be as bad i mean you know relative to the time he was bad you know yeah clearly yeah i it you know his mistress killed herself she, you know, Ossia Wevel also killed herself in the same oven as Sylvia Plath? Shut the fuck up. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Dave, you're... <laughs> that is such a mind blower to say it. Minute 45. What? Actually... All right, that's a, that's a good tease for the next episode, yeah, my true. friend. Holy crap. Yeah. I actually don't know if that's true. But I, <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, wow, that was a lot more than I knew it would be. Just like with everyone else where you talk about here, you know, we're not experts. Please go read her stuff, learn more about her. Yeah. Uh, we always and, encourage people to really follow the... And correct us. Email us at buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com and tell us we're wrong. Whenever you want, we'll never take it personally. And suggest more uh, suicides in history to us. Or just write us to tell us that you absolutely love us so much. God, you love us. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, please. We want to reach out. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been a great app. Yeah, thanks so much. That was a lot of fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We appreciate you and we care about you. So if you are ever having suicidal thoughts, we do take it seriously, and we would prefer that you go get help. Please call the number 1-800-273-TALK right now if you can. They're great. They will help. Suicide is not your only option. You are cared for. And thank you for listening. And see you on the next Suicide Buddies.